then one day I was like, I'm just going to put this on LinkedIn. Um, and it felt really risky because most of the content on LinkedIn is very corporate um, and very safe. And my stuff was a little quirky. And I stuck it uh, on LinkedIn and I got way more likes and interactions from that that I was like, oh, can I really be myself on LinkedIn? What if there was a social media platform that's main mission was to help you connect with other professionals? What if that social media platform also helped you build a digital representation of your best work? What if it helped you see the incredible people you're just one introduction away from? Would you use it? Of course you would. It probably sounds like the holy grail of social media. Now, you might have already guessed, but that social media platform is LinkedIn, the often forgotten option in the digital marketing world. You're listening to What Works, the show that brings you honest conversations with small business owners about what's really working as they grow and run their companies. I'm your host, Tara McMullen. Well, despite the headlines that Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter have captured over the years, LinkedIn has been a central hub for networking, marketing, and sales all along. Business owners find stellar new employees there. Deals with big corporate clients get started there. And life-changing introductions get made there. Now, when I started hearing more and more buzz about what was happening on LinkedIn, I decided to check it out for myself. I've been experimenting with posting articles, duplicating content from other platforms, and promoting the podcast there. I've been expanding my network and checking in with people I haven't talked to in years. Now, I can't say that I've had any huge successes yet, but the response has been good enough to keep me coming back on a daily basis, something that I haven't been able to say about Twitter in years. But of course, I wasn't satisfied to just play around with LinkedIn. I wanted to talk to someone who was really crushing it on the platform. I asked around and I was reintroduced to Carrie Twig, someone who cracked the LinkedIn code enough for the company itself to name her a LinkedIn top voice. In this conversation, you're going to hear why Carrie decided to focus on LinkedIn as her core client acquisition channel, the process she uses to vet connections, how new connections become clients, and how she manages the sizable wait list that's formed from her outreach. Are you using LinkedIn as a main method of finding new clients? Or maybe you've honed your process for turning new connections on any social media platform into new clients or customers. I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on my main platform of choice, Instagram. I'm at Tara underscore McMullen. You can send me a message there or share your story in a post and tag me. Now, let's find out what works for Carrie Twig. Carrie Twig, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is so good to be here. Yeah. All right. So like I just said to you, but not to our listeners, I am really excited about this topic because I think LinkedIn is on a lot of people's brains as they're thinking about like, well, where else could I where else could I be finding clients if Facebook isn't working anymore, if Instagram is fun, but not necessarily a place where I'm doing business? It seems like LinkedIn is sort of this forgotten social media stepchild <laughs> that we might be able to, to better utilize in a lot of different ways to find clients and grow our businesses. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But first, I want to get a little bit of background on you. Uh, you started your business in 2016. What prompted you to turn your career in human resources and career consulting? Consulting into your own gig? 
Uh, it was actually it was actually LinkedIn, <laughs> surprisingly enough. But I I had been working as a career coach, and I left to go work in the government. Um, and as soon as I left, I think two days into my new job, um, a previous like corporate client from the other organization reached out on LinkedIn and said, "Hey, you're not with the corporation anymore. Do you do private coaching? And could mm. you coach my husband?" Um, so that was like the start of it. Um, and then the, the requests kept coming in. So, um, when, when my salary that I was making with the province matched what I was making with coaching, I went, okay, I, I think I can like quit my job and do this. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a pretty clear sign. I think yeah. <laughs> not everyone gets a, a sign that that's the, the, is quite that clear. Okay. Well, that kind of answers my next question, which is where do your, where did your very first clients come from? But I want to actually dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. What were you doing on LinkedIn then that prompted people to reach out to you like that? Uh, well, actually nothing. So I was using it really poorly, probably how most people use it right now. So I had been just using it in my job. I would post like lame content, like we're all wearing the same sweaters at work today, or <laughs> I'm speaking at this place. Like, so lots of like self-promotional, but nothing for anyone to bite into. Um, but I had worked like, so in my, when I worked in the corporation, I did outplacement. So I would work um, when they were letting people go. They would call the company I worked for um, before they fired people. And I was someone who showed up. I would coach HR managers how to let people go. And then they would pay me to coach their employees. So I had been in, you know, like in a hundred, maybe over a hundred different workplaces, meeting with HR people and giving them reports on how their ex-employees were doing in career coaching. So they already knew me and they already knew my work style and they trusted it. And when they found out I left, they were like, oh, I can use her. I can use her personally. All right, cool. So your the way you've used LinkedIn has evolved quite a bit yeah. since then. In fact, you've been recognized by LinkedIn for your use of LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but I want to find out kind of, you know, there's there's so much talk about all the other social media channels, right? There's mm -hmm. so much talk about, you know, finding people on Facebook, using Facebook ads. Um, Instagram is really big now. Twitter used to be really big and still is in a lot of circles. Um, what made you decide to really focus on LinkedIn, especially if you weren't using it strategically in the beginning? Yeah. So when, when I made the decision that I thought I could do this, like just even as a side hustle, I started on Instagram. Um, so I would just write, I would like take a picture, write a question on it, stick it on Instagram. Um, and I was getting like, I don't know, a couple of like, like maybe 20 likes or something on, on it. Um, and then one day I was like, I'm just going to put this on LinkedIn. Um, and it felt really risky because most of the content on LinkedIn is very corporate um, and very safe. And my stuff was a little quirky, like the, or quirky, the, um, like the font I use is, is pretty bold and like edgy in terms mm -hmm. of LinkedIn. And I stuck it uh, on LinkedIn and I got like way more likes and interactions from that, that I was like, oh, like, can I really be myself on LinkedIn? Like, I can do this. So I started to just do that, like to share more there. And I think because every other career coach that was on LinkedIn at that time was somebody who was like, 
standing in a blazer, like giving you an intense look, very corporate looking that I was like, I'm just going to show that like I have a tattoo and I'm fun. And I come at this, come from this, from a really intentional place and not as a super expert that, but I can help you figure out, you know, what you want to do next with your life and be really fun about it. That is such a great takeaway for yeah. people that you realize that uh, just showing up as yourself was enough to differentiate you on this platform where everybody else was showing up as something different or as somebody different, really. Yeah, um, yeah that's that's incredible. And, and so interesting to find out that you got more engagement on LinkedIn than on Instagram. And I've been dabbling with LinkedIn as well. And I can't say that, you know, I've more engagement on LinkedIn, but it is a very, it is qualitatively a different kind of engagement. I, I can feel that the distribution is different. It's getting in front of different people and they're engaging with it in a different way than they are on the other social platforms that I use. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that really rings true to me and I'll be interested to see for myself how that continues to, to change or what comes out of that. Um, so let's talk about how you're actually using LinkedIn right now. What are you what are you posting? What are you writing? How does that work? Can you just kind of walk us through maybe the average week that you have um, when it comes to promoting yourself and creating content for LinkedIn? Yeah. So LinkedIn is, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it daily. So, cause it's my main, like it's my main funnel. Um, I, I would say I get about like 30 people a day requesting services to work with me. So it's wow. like, overwhelming. I know like it is, it is overwhelming. So right now, um, yeah, it's about, it's about three or four months just to talk to me about working with me. Like it is, it is wild. I hired an employee. There's other, like I could probably get business coaching, but this is, um, yeah. So, but what I do is, so I think the first thing is that I'm really, I'm really intentional about who I am on LinkedIn. So when I started, I was like, I can't be everything. So I make sure that, um, I do three things. So one is that I, that I, have content that's really helpful. So part of like my brand and who I am is that I'm helpful. So that's sharing a resource. It's telling a story about what worked for another client, but it's sharing things that people can have like a takeaway from. Um, so, and I'll do that um, as a written post or sometimes as a video. The second thing that I try to do every week is have a piece that lets people know that I'm an expert. So I talk about career coaching or career management in a way where people wouldn't question, you know, that I know my stuff, like the words mm -hmm. that I'm using or, you know, the studies that I'm referring to that, that people are like, oh yeah, she's credible. And then the third thing that I do that's really unique for me, and I don't think everyone can do it, is that I try and do something really delightful. So like... <laughs> Um, I hired my first employee. Uh, and when I announced it, I went in my backyard and I made a video where I was like, I just hired my first employee. I can't believe it. And then I fell like backwards into a snowbank and I made a snow angel and then I went like, tell me is something exciting happened for you? I'll make a snow angel for you. So something like that, like those videos, we get like 500,000 views, tons of likes and people share them. Right. So the they're they're delightful and it it works because I'm I'm backing it with some other credible and some helpful pieces. Um, so I try and show those three sides of me every week. On top of content is that like LinkedIn is a it's a like it's social it's social media I think at its best. So if you just go on LinkedIn and you just post content, um, you're not gonna get like a 
you're not going to get really recognized or a ton unless you're already like a thought leader. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually in the engagement. So it's, I spend a half hour every day liking and commenting on other people's posts. Um, because that is the best, like that's at the beginning, that's all I did is I would post like one thing a week and then spend the rest of the week just commenting and at giving advice, kind of, kind of treating it almost like a Quora, like just being like, I'm going to add, I'm going to like start that conversation so that when people saw my comments, they would then go back to what I was posting. And that's like, that's how I built it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really, really helpful. I want to unpack all of that a little yeah. bit as well, because I really like how you shared uh, that there are sort of three categories of content that you put out, the helpful mm -hmm. content, uh, the sort of authority building expert um, credibility uh, kind of content, and then the delightful content. And I saw that Snow Angels video and I was yeah. like, oh, that's so smart. <laughs> It's fun. It tells people that your business is growing. It tells yeah. people that clearly what you do is effective, but it does it sort of in this backdoor channel kind of way. Um, how does how do those three categories of content relate to the way you represent your brand overall? Does that question make sense? Yeah. So I think those are like those are those are my like that's what I'm good at, right? So if I if I look at what I'm really awesome at, it would be those things, right? I was a drama teacher for like since '97, right? So I'm going to, and when I work with clients, I'm gonna be laughing on the phone with them, right? I'm probably gonna go, okay, I need you to do this silly meditation, or here's a funny way, like every time you go through a doorway, think this. Like there's there's things that I do that are really unconventional, and you don't find in like a career coaching book. Um, and it's important for me that the clients who actually reach out to work with me know that because that, that could be a total turnoff for someone who just wants to get like another finance job, right? So if they're not looking for a new kind of resume or a new way to be in their job search or take risks, I'm giving them signals all the time that like, I'm fun and we're going to, we're going to do this a little bit differently. Um, so that's a huge, huge part of like what it's called career stories, right? It's, it's fun. It's creative. And then the other bits is that like, I take this work incredibly seriously. Um, and so like when I'm writing a resume or working with someone on a strategy, like I am, I, I research things to the end. And that's a big part about, about the work is that it's a, it's a high quality standard. I'm not the person to hire to land your first job, right? Mm. I'm someone you've been working 15 or 20 years, you're feeling really stuck in your corporate job and you're like, I don't know what to do next. Like, let me help you, right? We can do, we can, we can make this transition really smooth for you. Um, yeah. And then I think the other one is that like that I, that I have lots of resources. I also come from, from education, right? So mm -hmm. I'm used to putting things together. So those three things are what I do naturally. So they're not stretches. So I think, you know, if you go on LinkedIn and you go, oh, I'm going to be delightful, but you're never, like you're not, <laughs> then, then it doesn't work. Right. But there's, there's career coaches who are really popular on LinkedIn and they come at from the angle of like, they're an expert um, and they don't share any resources, but they just say like, I'm the best of the best. And they're kind of like a snob or elite about it. And that works too, because that's them. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it matches, you know, how I would say how you the content that you show should match, you know, how it would be to work with you. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And I think it's a great takeaway for content or social media use in general, not just on yeah. LinkedIn, but just thinking through yeah. like, what are you representing with your brand? And how is that content or those interactions that you're going to have wherever you show up? 
how does that specifically represent the things that you want your brand to be known for? Um, exactly. Great yeah. takeaway. In just a bit, you'll find out exactly how Carrie uses LinkedIn messaging to develop relationships with new people and set the stage for working with her as a career coach. But first, a word from our What Works partner. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Mighty Networks powers brands and businesses that bring people together. Now, bringing the people your business serves together has been tough. You've probably used a bunch of different tools and apps over the years to host your content, talk to your audience, deliver your offers, and charge for your services. It's been confusing for you, your team members, and your customers, and that's a recipe for small business heartache. Now, Mighty Networks wants to change all that. With a Mighty Network, you can bring your content, audience, offers, events, and payment system all together on one platform. You'll be able to create more engaging, interactive experiences for the people who matter most to your small business. And you'll be able to relax and enjoy chatting with your people instead of managing all the crazy pieces. Now, at What Works, we use Mighty Networks to share a behind-the-scenes look at how we do things, to talk with our community members, plan events, and manage payments. I love that the core of our business is all together in one place. Plus, Mighty Networks makes it easy to access our network on mobile with our own app. If you're tired of doing extra work to shepherd your customers from app to app to app, it's time to build your Mighty Network. Get started with Mighty Networks free of charge by visiting MightyNetworks.com. Mighty Networks is the easiest way to take your business to the next level. Here at What Works, we're all about honest conversations that shed a light on what's really working to run and grow small businesses today. Whether we're talking about marketing on LinkedIn, expanding our professional networks at conferences, or making a mindset shift about our small businesses. Each week, my goal is to surprise you with a thoughtful, unconventional, or unexpected way small business owners like you are managing their businesses but this podcast is just the tip of the iceberg. At the What Works Network, we're diving deep into honest conversations about small business ownership 24-7. Every day, we talk about things like dealing with tough customer situations, managing our time around family, or finding the right piece of software to make business easier. There's no hype, no BS, and certainly no get-rich-quick schemes. The network is full of experienced small business owners exploring what works for them by discovering what works for others. It's private, it's focused, and above all, it's real. Learn more about the What Works Network and request your invitation to join us at explorewhatworks.com slash network. That's explorewhatworks.com slash network. Okay. I also want to talk more about this engagement piece and the part mm -hmm. of your LinkedIn strategy that is engagement. Um, yeah. So you talked about liking and commenting on things. Can we also talk about messages and the messaging aspect of LinkedIn? Because this is where I, I think I feel like the most lost because it doesn't feel to me like direct messaging on other platforms. It feels like mm -hmm. it's, um, I guess it feels more like my inbox. It feels like yeah. I am going to get pitched at any moment and I have to have mm -hmm. super duper boundaries about it. Um, so I'm curious how you approach um, the messaging side of things from this perspective of engaging with people and networking with people and getting to know people better um, as a way of bringing in clients. 
Yeah. So usually, like I think right now I have, I don't know, like 1500 people who want in, mm -hmm. like want it to be connected with me. So what I do is that when someone wants, and I don't really reach out to connect to other people just because I, I have so much coming in. Um, so when people, when I accept them, the first thing that I do is I ask a question. Um, and it's actually from, have you seen like uh, 36 questions to fall in love? Yes. Have you, yeah. So I choose one from the, the nice ones, not the like, do you secretly know how you're going to die? I wouldn't ask that, but, <laughs> um, but I ask in the most common one and it's fantastic because it lets me know if they're my people or not is, um, do you like, if you could invite anyone over for dinner, living or dead, who would it be? And it's fantastic. So if, you know, the, the, there's a lot of Jesus's and there's a lot of Gary V's and then everyone I know. And then that just lets me know like what kind of person you are. And then sometimes there'll be like presidents that I like, I don't know about. Um, yeah. And so like other people, and sometimes it'll be like this, like this poet and I'll like, Oh, I really like you. And then, so usually that's a conversation starter. Uh -huh. Um, so I like start from there and then sometimes it kind of ends. Like, so if they give me an answer and I'm like, nah, I'm not so sure. I'm just like, Oh, great. And then sometimes it ends. Um, and then sometimes I'll just go like, you know, you didn't send a message when we connected. Was there something that you like needed help with? Um, but most people, by the time they reach out to me, if they want to work with me, they'll put it in their request or I'll answer that question. And then they'll go like, this is nice. But the real reason I want to work with you is this. Right. Um, there's been a few like there's a do you know the author David Burkis? Uh, not, not off the top of my head. He wrote a book called uh, Friend of a Friend of a Friend, like this networking book. And he was on LinkedIn. Um, and like, so when he, I saw he was on LinkedIn, I was like, I love your book. And then I made a video where I like re gave rave reviews oh, wow. to his book. Um, so then he connected with me and then he um, saw my video and sent me a message after that said that he started to do video after he saw me doing it. He's like, oh, this is really smart. So like, so I used it in a way of, of connecting where I didn't pitch him on anything and he didn't pitch me, but we have this, I have this mutual respect with this author that I really respect. Um, so I don't know if that answers it, but usually it's like a conversation starter. Usually if they want to hire me, they, they'll let me know for people who want, like a lot of people want free advice or they'll say they have no money or they'll, they'll give me a really long list of all the terrible things that are going on in their life mm -hmm. and why they need my help. Um, and I just have scripts. Like I just have a, like a no way or I'm sorry scripts that I already have written. And I just copy and paste those as responses for my boundaries. Yeah, well, that's very helpful and good to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So just to rewind and just to clarify a couple of things. Yeah. So uh, you know, like you said, you are, you're not reaching out to a lot of people mm -hmm. at this point, tons of people are reaching out to you. Yeah. And when you are responding to those requests, you're sending a message to everyone as you accept them as I accept them. Yeah. Okay. So I'll accept like 10 at a time. And then if someone doesn't reply to me, for like two weeks, then every once in a while, I'll just kind of go through the people who are connected and I get rid of them. Because oh. I'm like, they don't, because they, like the way it works on LinkedIn is that if my name is beside someone's name, like as a, like as a mm -hmm. mutual contact or like someone else is connected to me and they go to someone else, someone might accept them because they're there, but they're not, if they're not active and if they're not engaging in conversations or liking your stuff or adding, 
then I don't know like why you why you want like they can just follow you like you don't you don't have to connect with people gotcha yeah for people that like I respect or is on my list of like people I want to know I follow them first so that I get all their content and then I like their content and I make really smart comments and I start the conversation that way um to kind of like build build this social relationship out in the open and then we might talk behind the scenes. I see. Okay, so yeah. that's a very different way of thinking about the the connections and the network that you have at least from my perspective as someone who has used the more open channels, you know, Facebook yeah. pages, Instagram, Twitter where people can follow me and you know even like in the online business world a lot of people will just send friend requests and for a long time I just accepted all the friend requests I got I don't do that anymore <laughs> yeah but it sounds like your approach to kind of um curating those connections is a lot more thoughtful and intentional yeah and I and I like I have a lot of connections mm -hmm. so like I think I have like 20,000 so I don't know how thoughtful wow. I'm being about it yeah so yeah because I think I have like 30,000 followers now. Um, yeah, but there's 20,000 of those that are connections. You know, I wrote a post about a year ago. So I quit my job uh, February 1st, February 2nd was my like first day being like, you know, just self-employed. And I wrote a post about how I got rid of eight, uh, 500 connections because they were all connected to people who had made comments I didn't love. Um, and that post got like 8.1 million views. Um, like it was my first kind of like viral um, post, but people couldn't believe that I would that I would get rid of people because everywhere else it's about your followers. But if you're connected with like a really shady person on LinkedIn and a potential employer sees that, then it brings down your reputation. So you're not trying to get as many people. You're trying to have like quality connections with the people and, and to know something about them. That is incredibly helpful. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that that's, maybe this is one of the reasons that LinkedIn is starting to bubble up for more and more people is that they're looking for a space where mm -hmm. they do need to be a little bit more cautious and thoughtful and intentional about the network and the following and the, yeah, the, the, the community that they're building there for themselves on 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 a social platform. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, awesome. It, oh, go ahead. I was going to say so if you have if you connect with everyone on LinkedIn and you connect with people who don't like or comment or aren't active, then your spread, like your message doesn't get out there because it only like LinkedIn only puts your content out to a certain part of your like audience like Instagram would. And if those are just kind of like not live, not great contacts, then your stuff isn't going to go anywhere. So you could have a following of like 100,000 people, but if they're all kind of fake accounts or not active, it's not going to do anything, mm -hmm. right? So you need you need super fans. You need people who are going to like and comment like every time. And you also, you know, share and comment on their stuff too. Gotcha. Okay. This is so interesting. <laughs> I am fascinated <laughs> by all of this. Um, okay. I want to talk about uh, how you are dealing with those 30 plus requests a day um, yeah. that you are getting for your services. But I want to do so kind of from the, the perspective of how you actually take a lead from a lead 
to a sale, um, what is your process of talking to those people, reaching out to them or letting them reach out to you? How do you weed through them? How do you choose who you're going to work with? Can you just kind of walk us through what happens when someone requests to work with you and how you get them into that client position? Yeah. So I usually know by the tone of their question, whether they're right for me, but you know, sometimes I'm wrong. So if they say like how much for a resume, I know that they're probably not right for me, (laughs) but, but I'll go. And then I'll like, so then I usually ask a couple questions. So I'll say like, were you looking for me to write it? Or were you looking for a resume review? Um, Or someone's like, sometimes I just get the headline like help. Um, And I'll go like, you know, do you want help with figuring out your career? Or is it a job search? Or do you have an interview? Like, could you be a little specific? Um, And then depending on that, I can, I can usually tell by asking a couple questions, if there's somebody that I would like to work with. Um, And if they are, then I send them a link to like my acuity uh, calendar. Um, And then I just have like a 15 minute, like, discovery call they know it's a sales call and that they they're not going to get free career advice on that call but usually that's where i send them if they're like um i'm desperate or i'm or i'm depressed and i can't find a job and i'm going to be deported like big stake ones Mm -hmm. then i usually say you know my process my process for you know figuring out your career and what you're awesome at and a strategy is long um And I think that it might be like the process might be too long for you and we would both be disappointed. I think you should work with someone else. So I'll often like (laughs) turn them somewhere else. Um, Yeah. Or if they're looking for free services, then I'll go like, you know, I don't do free, but here's an article that could help you. Mm. So, so that's, yeah. Once, once like the, for acuity, like, so once we have the discovery call, we have a short conversation I used to make that link. Um, I used to have it everywhere where anyone could, uh, but most people know they want to hire me. So I don't really need to always have that link so accessible. So I'm really selective about like who gets the link to talk to me about working with me. Once we have that call, then I just listen to what you know their career needs are. And then I send like a price list or if they're better off in a group coaching program, I send them information for that. And what, what kind of percentage are you closing from people who actually make that acuity appointment with you to people who end up paying you for something? Uh, I would say about like 85%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a smaller, even though there's like prices on my website, there's some people who are surprised by how much it costs okay. and usually claim that's that's the biggest one. So yeah. And, and you said earlier, there's like there's a several month wait process just to get a discovery call yeah. in right now. Yeah. So if you, I, I don't know when you're playing this, but like it's, it's January right now. Um, and so right now I'm going to, I'm looking to start with clients. They would start in May. Okay. So like, so that's why I'm not like, if you, if you need a job right now, I'm not the right person because it's, it's too much pressure on me. Uh, it's not ideal. Um, and, and it's just the way that I work and it's the the demand right now. Yeah. But I think to get in, to talk to me right now, it looks like it's like we would, I would be having conversations in March to talk about May starts. Okay. All right. What kind of systems do you have in place then to manage that flow? Because that's, that's a huge capacity for you to be managing on a weekly basis. And I know you said you just (laughs) hired an employee, but like talk talk to us about how you're managing this. (laughs) Yeah. So for those, so anybody who makes a acuity uh, appointment, then I just have like, what is it, Zapier? Is mm-hmm. that how you say it? So I use a Zap and then the Zap 
puts them into my Trello page. And then the Trello just has all the discovery calls. So it has the names of them, of everyone I've had a call with. And then after I have a call uh, with them in Trello, I check their name to be like, make sure you sent them like this stuff and then move them into um, like a whole new page if they buy a program or just put in the like didn't buy program if they didn't. Okay. And what's your employee doing for you now? Well, my employee is going to help me improve my systems. Ah. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> uh, but first, he's like, uh, first helping with my website, because I think that's when I'm getting a lot of emails, just like from my website, for people who go to the website, I, I don't make it easy for people to hire me. Um, so I've, I'm updating that to make it a little bit. So I have less calls of like, what are your programs and what do you actually do? Those kinds of questions are there. So first it's that, and then it's then it's like the systems, like improving, improving the back end of it because I'm not great at administration. I would rather just talk to people about their lives. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious about your vision for your business, uh, considering all of the success that you've had connecting with people and growing your network and the recognition that you've gotten through LinkedIn. Um, do you envision having a career coaching practice that is you and, and just continuing to do career coaching yourself for the foreseeable future? Or do you see yourself growing to a place where you're hiring other career coaches and you're kind of walking them, you know, training them through your process and, and handing clients off to them or maybe something else? What's your vision? So, well, it's funny because a lot of people who follow me and a lot of the people who have wanted to hire me, especially in the last couple of months, have been other career coaches. Um, ah. So I know. So they are the ones that are most likely like who are buying my courses. They're like, I have like a resume writing course and an interview prep and it's other career coaches who are buying it. And that's who's following me and sharing. And then they're reaching out and saying, can you teach me what you do? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I want to have the same results for my clients. Um, so I'm really toying between the like, do I, luckily I've been networking with this lawyer in Australia who knows a whole lot about, um, uh, like patents. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to talk to him about if I could like patent the process. Right. And then teach the career stories way to other coaches. I also have an idea of like even creating like a subscription service for resources for career coaches. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I have all these worksheets and ideas, and I and a lot of them I don't think are new, but the way that I teach them and how excited I am about them is what they need to hear. Um, yeah, so those are kind of two ideas of playing with how do I want to coach people to work with me and be on like the career stories team, or do I want to coach people to be you know career stories coaches? And it's like a method that they use in their own practices. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, we've done yeah. A, a couple of shows on people who have done certifications or licensing their work, and it seems to be um, such a, a great option for people who have had you know the kind of success that you've had in really making a name for yourself, your brand, your process. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're kind of thinking in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we start to wrap up here, I'd love to kind of ask you to put on your observer hat right now, um, in regards to LinkedIn, because I think that, you know, LinkedIn has, I think a reputation for being really career centric, obviously, um, mm-hmm. for, long, yeah. for for very obvious reasons. Um, and so it makes sense that a career coach, that career consulting would work really well in LinkedIn. That's what people are going there by and large mm-hmm. for. 
what have you observed from your vantage point of other professions, other businesses doing well on LinkedIn, getting that kind of recognition, engaging with people in an authentic way and closing deals. Yeah, I would say there's like, there's a lots of like fantastic people who are, who are just talking about, like, cause all it is, is about sharing, sharing your, your craft and your interests and you'll find your people, right? If they're all professionals and they all want to like talk, they'll be there. So I've seen marketing people do it really well. Um, even people who do like the Facebook ad stuff so that they're, they're kind of going like, if you're thinking about a Facebook ad, like think about this or mm-hmm. what's your, like starting conversations. So they do really well. Copywriters. There's um yeah, there's one copywriter that I follow and she's just teaching us like, you know, words that we've never heard of and what the meaning of them are or why a technique works. And so she's really fantastic. Um, there's some sustainability people who are just like, you know, yeah, that they're, they're sharing education and they're getting a lot of engagement. So I like, I feel like anybody could like, obviously I think I've had the success because yeah, it's, it's careers. That's what people look for. Um, but I, but you could create your own little circle of experts, uh, and people who are interested in your field to become like your fans and your followers and, and, and buy your services. And I would say like the marketing people that I know and the sustainability, like they are all, getting leads through LinkedIn, starting the conversation there, um, and then, um, yeah, and then closing deals. Beautiful. Are there yeah. any other channels that you're putting time and attention in at this into at this point? Not really. Like I have very small on Instagram and Twitter, and I have an email list that I neglect, so <laughs> I should be better at that. And I do a lot of public speaking, so uh, I'm so much better in person. So public speaking has been, is a really great, like is a great one. I had a client who spoke at TED Women, so I just went there and like networked, but a lot of like in-person networking, I'm really modeling like that message of like, of being in person wherever you can. I love that. What's next for you? Do you have any big plans, any big rollouts, anything like that? Uh, well, I'm working, I think you're, you know, Kyla Roma. I do. Yeah. So Kyla and I are working on a, a quiz that we're really nice. excited about. I know that would be like, you know, um, a cool quiz that, so we're working on that. Um, I think it's going to roll out pretty soon. Uh, I'm writing a book on the career stories method and my index card method. Uh, it's about a quarter of the way done. Um, and then I think it's just a whole lot of thinking about what this career coaching training could look like and what would, yeah, what would sit well with me and what would be the best for other coaches. Well, that sounds incredibly exciting. Carrie Twig, thank you so much for shedding some light on how LinkedIn is working for you and just letting us know what works. Awesome. Thank you. So good to be here. Find out more about Carrie Twig at career-stories.com. This episode of What Works was produced by Sean McMullen and edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. If you're hungry for more honest conversations with experienced small business owners, request your invitation to the What Works Network at explorewhatworks.com slash network. Or find more than 180 episodes with small business owners at explorewhatworks.com. <laughs>